This week's pod is sponsored by Nova Energy Drink, which was established in 2019 when the need for a better energy drink in the marketplace was there. Many people who could not consume other caffeinated products, including coffee and sodas, showed this product to their doctors and they found that it was safe for a variety of health issues. With zero sugar, 1.5 grams of carbs, getting rid of common ingredients that cause allergic reactions, and only five calories per serving, Nova Energy Drink is set to be the healthier choice for our customers while providing long-lasting energy. Nova Energy Drink has now shipped worldwide with an expansive customer base, including some well into their 90s. Their continuing goal is to share this groundbreaking product with people searching for a better energy solution. We have three different flavors, Galactic Grape, Strawberry Moon, and Celestial Punch. If you go to NovaEnergyDrink.com and use the code word GEO, you get 10% off your order. Welcome to the Mouthpiece Wrestling Podcast once again with boy Davy Lips and my man Gio. Hey man. Happy Betrayers Day. On this day in 1996, Hulk Hogan joined the NWO. Is that to the day? Yep. Man. I, what was you doing? It's one of the wrestling moments, isn't it? What was you doing when Hulk turned heel? I uh, had you my new my new childhood house. And that was the first pay-per-view I watched in it. And I remember being like, oh, shit, Hulk Hogan's a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, same. I remember just sitting there, like, open mouth, just like, what am I watching? Like, it was the first time I see, like, proper trash being thrown in the ring. Like, fans were mad. Oh, that was a day. But it was great at the time. Like, like you never saw that coming. That was madness. Hulk turning heel. Wow, that's 96. And that's 25 years. Good yes. Lord. Good Lord, I'm old. <laughs> See, I, I, the first year I felt like 96, 97-ish was very strong. And then they just kind of died out because they kept letting everybody fucking join. And yeah. it became up. It, it became to the point that it wasn't believable that it was this end-all, be-all cool group when you got people like fucking Big Boss Man and Virgil in there. Yeah, it just got really silly. And there wasn't any story underneath it because, like, everyone you thought that could, like, change them it, ended up joining. <laughs> yeah, I kept it as, like, Hall, Hogan, Nash, the Giant, and X-Pac. It would have been enough. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I felt like after X-Pac, everybody that started to join after that kind of started watering it down. Yeah. And they just didn't do enough to build anything else. It was the NWO show, and it just got so bad, you know? And then and then the downfall just happened, really. Well, that Hogan, to me, Hogan, besides his rivalry with Sting, when he was part of NWO, didn't really have a strong rivalry. I'm sorry, but Roddy Piper and Hogan matches were boring as fuck. Yeah. And the whole, the Warrior one was a shambles. Oh, Just God. nothing. When, he, when he's looking in the mirror that he can't see him, and Eric I, Bischoff is I, trying I, to explain that he can't see him, but the commentators are like, oh, he's there. <laughs> that awful match where he burned his mustache off because he's trying to set up. The little lighting thing on fire. Oh. oh, it was bad. Oh, it was so bad. It got so bad. But yeah, but at the time when Hogan first did that, I was sure he was coming to save Macho Man. And boom, leg drop. And you're like, oh no. <laughs> man, they were so close, so close to being perfect. They were so close and just egos. <laughs> They had no trust in Hogan actually following through with this that the backup plan was Sting. Mm. Like, Bischoff was like, I don't know if he's going to go through with this because it's a big fucking deal. And they were like, well, if, 
he doesn't decide to go through with it. We got Sting on the, you know, ready to go. So it could have been Sting as the with them. Must have been tough, like to make that decision though as Hogan, like with what who he was, what he had like become, to just you know turn heel like that, something else. But it worked. It worked for a time, and then it 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 fluffed on their own their own doings. And that's and, and you know what, like to go to it, I've said it many times. It's that stuff that makes me nervous of AEW, like egos. It's egos, man. Keep them in check. You know, like have you seen the Young Bucks Twitter bio? when they say they're better than New Day and Usos. It's that stuff why nobody like just, but not like because they bring heel heat. I just don't like, like, anyway. Wrestling this week. Interesting. Better. Um, I think it's been better. Uh, Smackdown was decent. I have to, I think Raw was alright last night. Um, yeah, I can't say it was bad. Um, obviously, SmackDown's going to be a little bit weird because, you know, of Jimmy Uso, which we'll get to in a minute. But obviously, the big point, the yeah, return of Zelina Vega. Let's start okay. there. Let's start there. Didn't see hey, it coming. I did not either. I know that there's been talk that she was seen at Performance Center, but then all these other stories have come out like, They've let Chelsea Green go there to get healthy. You know, Triple H was reaching out to Dean Ambrose. Like, if you need anything, do you know what I mean? Like, tell him to come. And and I just assumed it to be that kind of deal. But she just strolled back in. Like, nothing well, had that's happened. What, <laughs> that's what people seem to forget. Is also that the Performance Center is an open gym. Like, there are people that are allowed to go there if they want to work out or to train. Mm. It's not just for people in developmental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a full-scale training center. Yeah, exactly. And they seem quite open. There doesn't seem to be many hard feelings, but obviously a lot of the talk with her back, you think Alistair Black's coming back? He might. Just because there was a, he put an Instagram post out and he's still got the eye thing, like, and still like the same attire as what he was doing on SmackDown. And, you know, to have Edge and Triple H say, go get him back, they, they guys have got some sway. I mean, with Great American Bash turning up, you think Black appears? We get Black Cross and that's how they get the title off Cross or something? Maybe he comes. Maybe he comes in after, you know, Cross wins this match and then challenges Cross. Mm. Yeah, because um, he actually put out, so his comment was, these last eight months were horrible. I'm sitting at home and think, what the fuck are they going to do with me? Getting released is the best thing that's happened to me. I'm not coming back to WWE, at least not for the time being. I feel good mentally. I feel that this was meant to happen to me. Now, Normally when someone puts something like that out, like Edge, the day before the Rumble, I'm not cleared, guys. I'm not coming. Boom. <laughs> He's in the Rumble. Hardy's like, oh, we still haven't sorted our contract out with TNA. Blah, blah, blah. Boom. They're at WrestleMania. I, I'm <laughs> expecting him. Did you see that she removed that Twitter, the Twitter post about being in the union? Yeah. Yeah, she got rid of that pretty quick. It's... <laughs> But yeah, I just, I'm not shocked. Even with Andrade going to AEW, I, I just, you know, the sway and money. And I don't think it's as bad a company as everyone wants it to be. And I think Joe coming back and Vega coming back and the stuff you hear about, you know, reaching out to injured wrestlers and stuff. I just don't think it's as bad as everyone makes out. Um, and also, I have to say, um, on else on SmackDown, uh, obviously, Baron Corbin, do you think this is him trying to turn face? Do you think that's what they're trying to do? Very weird situation. Maybe, I mean... Really I'm, tough, though, because Corbin's a great bad guy. I'd love him, honestly, to go back to being lone wolf. Yeah. Um, I know he gets a lot of flack, but giving him a story like this is something new, and I think that's a good thing. Okay, like, can we... Can we talk about Pat McAfee being at Shinsuke Nakamura, Mark? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Man. 
Oh, Pat McAfee is so good on commentary. I, listen, <laughs> I'm loving him on commentary. And you know what? I was saying to someone in, in Discord the other day, I feel like it's made Michael Cole get some passion back. I feel like Michael Cole is, is enjoying himself again. Like Michael Cole hasn't annoyed me as much as he used to. I felt like Michael Cole was maybe coming to the end, but him and Pat have got such good chemistry. Like so oh, yeah. good. Speaking of commentary, can somebody just retire Jim Ross? <laughs> Best blooper ever. I sent it to you in the yeah. chat. Yeah. He literally said, there's no other show that's best right now but WWE Dynamite. <laughs> oh, Jim Ross. Uh, yeah. WWE Dynamite. I said, best blooper ever. It was, there's nothing in your life that'll top seeing WWE Dynamite. No. <laughs> you know, and that's like the third time. So what did he, he called Kenny Omega the WWE champion. <laughs> He said that Randy Orton was the best wrestler. And now this, like, oh, Jim. Oh, Jim. Yeah, WWE <laughs> Dynamite. Just man alive. But, like, uh, yeah, maybe it is time to retire. Like, maybe it is maybe, time. Maybe he's just confused with all the guys on the roster. <laughs> yeah, maybe. He just feels like he's back in WWE. <laughs> but, yeah, like, yeah, that. But Pat McAvee, as you say, proper mark as well. Um, Nakamura, but he seems to be having such fun, and I love his energy. Um, but yeah, a uh, bit of other stuff. Great last man standing match between Zayn and Owens. Um, took a little yeah, bit of time I to get going, but that was great. Not to be mean, but I'm hoping it stops it for a while now. I'm almost hoping that maybe Zayn is kept off TV for a little bit, sell the injuries. I maybe come back because I just I, I'm enjoying saying he's very annoying and he's this that but maybe just yeah have him off TV so we can separate him and Owens a little bit um I actually thought Zayn was gonna win but no it was Owens that's in the money in the bank um so you know like yeah but it was he's a great match with him I, I like him and Owens I really yeah. do but then it's just getting watered down yeah, there's not much more they can do. Like, I will always watch an Owen Zane match. And I'm not saying, you know, never do it again. But yeah, maybe a break now. Like, give it some time. They could always go back. That will always be a match that you can break glass, need a, need a banger, send those two out. Do you know what I mean? There'll always be that rivalry. Um, yeah, but I, I think Sammy needs a break. I think keep him off TV. Make us miss him a bit and then come back doing something new. I would have said it the other way around. If Zayn had won, I would have said, keep Owens off for him. I think it's just a break for one of them. Just to go away, get us to miss him. Um, but yeah, it was great. Isn't Owens injured? See, Owens put a tweet out after when he lost to Zayn, saying, I'll see you guys in a bit. But then he was back like the next week. Uh, I thought Owens, Owens wanted, was going to take a break, some family time or whatever that break is that they do. But wasn't but he, wasn't he also dealing with like nagging injuries? Yeah, I think so. Like, yeah, from what he read, but maybe he'll just take his break uh, after Money in the Bank. Maybe they're just, you know. I think Omega's taking a break after he drops this title because apparently he's got some nagging injuries. Yeah, I read that too. Uh, he's got a and to be fair, like he's worked, he's worked nonstop since winning the title. He's he's always on TNA. Like he's always around. You know, like Omega oh, is putting in double duty right now. He's working like four different companies right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's definitely earned a break. You know. Um, so yeah, I would expect it. I'm guessing. I mean, maybe now the time to put the the belt on Callahan. Like Sammy's good. Um, I thought they would put it on Moose, I, you know, and reading like how bad WWE wanted Moose. They wanted him bad, didn't they? Um, so maybe they'll revisit that one day, but they did want him bad. Uh, one thing that's come through, there was a tweet put out that Chad Gable's contract had expired. That has been rubbished off. There's still plenty of time on his contract. Yeah, I was going gonna... Yeah, they, they laughed it off. That's like, that's not even... Um, but it was said that AEW are very, very keen 
and will push to get Chad Gable next. But uh, apparently he's got loads of time on his contract, so it's actually a thing. Um, See, it annoys me, though. Like, anytime I hear something like that, I'm like, it just brings back this fucking interview that Jericho made where he's just like, yeah, we're not going to hire everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, there's plenty of guys in indies and other places that they could sign. They've, they've got a good platform. They've got hardcore fans. You know, people want something different to WWE. It's always better when WWE have rivals. But, like, yeah, it's a lot. Okay. Haven't they tried to get Marty Skrull yet? That is true. He's not working with Ring of Honor. He's not hired by anywhere. So no. why the not trying to get him given the history between you guys mm. you would think marty would be a perfect fit i'm surprised he hasn't showed up anywhere like i haven't even heard that you know of any rumors of where he's going you know um the only one i saw i think it was a week ago that the xpw reboot he was meant to be the first entrant in the tournament apparently um but yeah like there's nothing there's no rumors about Marty Scrow. Um Yeah. So it's weird. Don't know. I don't know. He was guys in the bowler club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, looking at the news right here. There's been nothing. Last bit of news was the New Japan wrestlers didn't like him in much. That's the last bit of news about him. So who knows where he'll end up? I mean, you would think... Like, okay, there was some drama that followed him, but yes, it's frowned upon, but he didn't break any laws. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's weird. We'll have to wait and see. Um, obviously, the main of... Well, it was, wasn't the main event, I think. Yeah, it was. So the Jimmy Uso Edge thing was like sort of the final segment of SmackDown. And today, it has been found out that Jimmy Uso has been arrested for quite quite clearly over the limit drink driving now that's his third dui what do you think happens now like he's in a big storyline i mean i think smackdown has been pre-recorded so he'll probably be on this one if it's done but a week you you are in a major storyline and you go and you fuck up again and again and again mm. again you I mean, said it yeah. before it's fucking jeff hardy yeah yeah it's it's jeff hardy all over again um clear talent just can't beat his addictions he's got demons like three duis like bro come on now like learn it learn what the hell you're doing pay somebody to fucking drive you home yeah like i i just i don't understand especially when you're getting main event stuff you know with roman so hot and you know the family angle usos fit that perfect and people have been screaming for reigns and usos together for, for years and like you're in it now and you've just come back from big injury and this is what you do it's just it's like watching the jeff hardy stories all over again how long do you think wwe put up with it though you know jay has quite clearly showed himself that he can go solo i don't think jay Uso done anything wrong do you think they give up or do you think they think of like the Jeff Hardy and try and help him? I mean, I think they're going to kick him out of the storyline and I think they're going to keep him off TV again. I think it's just uh, three is, you know, once fool on you, twice, you know, three is it's just being stupid, just plain stupid, definite idiot. Like, I just don't understand the logic. Um, also, speaking of like heels, I have to say, I really like what Otis is doing now. Um, I like yeah. this Otis. I didn't think I could, and I didn't think they'd be able to do it to make him look dangerous. He gives me vibes, especially doing the Vader bomb, of a Vader-type-esque. You know what I mean? Like, this serious, angry dude who's clearly powerful. <laughs> yeah, I... Um... It, it, what happened on SmackDown, like running through Angela Hawkins was exactly what it should have been with how they're trying to book Otis. And I have to say, Otis is, uh, Otis is solid. Um, yeah. SmackDown was good. <laughs> Edge was good. 
even with Reigns not on the TV, they managed to keep that story going, give Edge some limelight. I mean, it was obviously giving Jimmy some stuff, but want to mess that up again. But yeah, SmackDown is a very solid wrestling show right now. Totally. From a Raw point of view, uh, with the Raws that we've had, it's getting better. Like, there's no dispute in that, but that is very, very questionable. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But we saw some stuff. Obviously, they had the whole Money in the Bank guys all chatting and AJ Styles come out and there was some nonsense. And then they did Ricochet Morrison again because, you know, it's WWE. If fans say, oh, we really like something, we'll see the match for the next six weeks. Different forms of it. Um, Ricochet Morrison was great. I didn't, I didn't like the ending, like Miz blocking him in the wheelchair. Like, ugh. Like, ah. Um, but yeah, Morrison got the win with the count out. Um, and then Jinder. So Jinder came in looking like he's the second coming of Undertaker on his motorbike. Talked a lot of smack about Drew, Drew McIntyre. Um, wants to it's fight him. Happen. It has to, like, properly. Now, and in the match, they, they <laughs> beat down on him and stole his sword. Oh, you don't steal a Scotsman's <laughs> sword. Um... They stole his sword. Yeah, they took it after beating him down. They took his sword. Um, yeah, it has to happen. And it will be good for Drew to have something else, you know? Um, yeah, nothing was bad. I, I mean, it, ha- it just it has to happen. It has to happen. Um, they have to follow that through. I think Jinder may cost him that money in the bank. I don't think Drew's winning money in the bank, regardless of what people think. I don't think he's winning it. Um, I hope not. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he is. I mean, I don't know, but no, I I can't see it. Um, okay, now, <laughs> um, Eva Marie. I don't care what anyone says. Eva Marie is is just fucking. Like, I I I I I don't get all the hate. I just I love it. I fucking love it. She can't even do a. Collar, collar and elbow tie up. Poor night. But I love it because she's just, she knows how hated she is and she does it really, really well. She's like, yeah, do you really think she doesn't know how to do it? You think she's just playing that up to piss people off? I think she's just up to piss people off. I think she is using it to get herself Vicky Guerrero levels of heat. I honestly do. Um, it was just great. It was great. Like, Naya got the win. Um, Eva grabbed the mic and said that she was the winner. And <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a bit concerned with what they're doing with Piper Niven. They're just The commentary doesn't help her by just calling her, like, a big wrestler. Like, there's a lot more to her than that. And people know her. Um, I think they need to be careful um, of it just to not ruin her because she's very, very talented. Uh, but a lot of fun. Um, also, we had Mustafa Ali versus Mansoor. Um, Ali sort of tricking him. I like I like that they're doing something different, like a little mid-card thing. I like that Ali does his best to make everything him, his, he's involved in work. I really rate Mustafa you, Ali. Two weeks ago, weren't they like teasing them to be a team or something? I think they still will, because after he rolled him up, he said on the on the ramp, he was like, the high road will only get you so far. Um, I feel like they're going to, and I feel like they could be a pretty solid tag team. Um, I think that would be good for them both. Um, I think it will still happen. I think they'll obviously drag it out and they'll feud and then Mansoor will like turn with Ali or something. I hope because the tag division needs some help because, you know, there was have, we, have we officially given up on what's left of retribution? Man, I don't know. Mason T-Bar, with how they are and how them guys are in their characters, could easily be booked as like a new APA. You know, they could easily be booked as that and that they've got them losing to Lucha House Party. That's what I'm saying. Like, are we officially like over this? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's that kind of booking. It makes nobody any better. Like, it didn't... It didn't change anyone's feelings for Lucha House Party. Everyone knows what Lucha House Party are. Like, 
I think everyone almost gets hurt from that because no one, no one's a real winner with Luchas doing that. It doesn't put a story along. Like you've got Mason T-Bar who are talented boys, strong, talented guys that could definitely fill that APA slot. You know, they could easily be like hired muscle guys, beat everyone up. But that stuff just hurts. And I don't think it even helps Luchas. I, I really don't. I just, it's that nonsense. That part of the booking is what WWE are struggling with. Um, yeah. And then we had, I, uh, read, yeah. I read it and I immediately went, yeah. Um, at this point, I don't think there's anything I can take seriously. No. They, if they had come out and squashed Luchas, like they did with Otis running through Angelo Dawkins. That made Otis look serious. Like, okay, everyone was like, damn, this new Otis is, is a thing. That's what they could do with Mason T-Bar. It's not any different. Like, we want to believe that they're a thing. I think people can see their talent. But look at this nonsense. It's just like watching the Ascension getting destroyed again. It's literally just that, which still angers me. Angers me to my bone. I was such a big Ascension mark. Oh, my God such a mark um but yeah that doesn't help um and then we had aj styles versus matt riddle uh the end again sucked a bit distraction to omos distracts aj to get rolled up i just yeah sure don't know i mean it puts the story along and gives another win for matt riddle who's pretty hot right now but just these dodgy endings you know like viking raiders don't look like guys that come out and interfere they don't come across as that kind of team either. I just, I don't know. And almost got distracted and then AJ and big roll up. Um, and then the medical update from Charlotte, which <laughs> I thought was, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was what it was. It told their story um, quite well. Uh, then Elias and Cedric Alexander. Now we'll get to Big Swole's tweet. I don't know if you saw Big Swole's tweet. So Elias no. and Cedric versus Riker and R-Truth. Um, R-Truth had some 24-7 shenanigans come in uh, to Zawakam and chased off after the goons, leaving Riker alone. Elias dipped, and then Riker sort of slammed Cedric and got the win. Big Swole then tweeted, nobody wants to see little Hogan <laughs> pin it, Cedric. <laughs> she called him little Hogan. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Big Swell, <laughs> what have you done? Yeah, so Big Swell tweeted that, yeah, that that was Little Hogan. <sighs> <laughs> They're really pushing this Riker thing, though, aren't they? They're really determined. I just don't see it working. That's horrible news. Um, breaking news. I just oh. read that Terry Funk is suffering from dementia. Oh. Oh. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> But that's kind of been, yeah. Yeah, that's not good. That's sad. Terry Funk is God, an, a hero, like an absolute hero. Now, he, yeah. was, he was living in like an assisted facility. I'm guessing that that's what was coming. I mean, he's just yeah. seemed, since his wife died, like the downfall has been so quick because his wife only died, what, a year or so ago? But it's like since then, it yeah. just feels like, He's just fallen into well, it further and further. Here you go. Here's another the update. Vince McMahon is said to be super impressed by Dewdrop. Really? Okay. Vince McMahon is said to be super impressed with the former NXT UK superstar. Vince reportedly wasn't sold on Eva Marie, though. <laughs> Listen, he will. Just it's Eva. You leave her alone. She'll be gone. She'll she'll come in, she'll get some heat, she'll get some attention, and she'll be gone. Like she won't, she won't last wasn't. forever. So just enjoy it for now. <laughs> it's reportedly wasn't sold on the Eva Marie Dewdrop storyline at first, but gave the okay to move forward with the angle, and it has changed his mind since then. Okay, well I think if they do it right, it could be good for Piper. Like it could be good for her. Like. It, it will, everyone will hate Eva, fall in love a bit more with Piper. Indie fans already know that she's a fucking beast. You know? Okay, this, this is how you know it's got to be somewhat true because this is totally a Vince McMahon thing. It is noted that Vince loves gay. 
when Dewdrop later stood up to Eva, especially the facial expressions. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. That sounds like Vince. It does. It does sound like Vince. I can, I can believe that now. I lost those facial expressions, damn it. But, you know, yeah, I mean, she's working the story. I just, the commentary, I think, is what lets down Piper Niven right now. The commentary are not selling her correctly. Like, they're acting like she, we don't know who she is, you know? And they're trying to convince us that she's something that she's not, you know? And that's what annoys me. This, this, this is what's funny. She was part of that NXT versus WWE or versus Raw versus SmackDown Survivor Series thing. She was part of it. Wow. Part of like the women's team, I believe. And it's like, how, how do you forget? <laughs> Apparently, Lana said that Roman Reigns is the reason why she got, or that she got nicks from doing the Survivor Series or whatever. Yeah. So I was reading that actually before we started. I was going to touch on that. So Roman didn't want them to do it because he had a big table spot with Drew in his match. And then like all the Samoans, Nia, Nia and Roman all kind of pushed on it, like to not be done. So that's like, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's strange, but it's power in it, I suppose. All because he had a spot with Drew in a table uh, and there was a big pushback. Um, I Staying there, like, once one table spot is done, it kind of takes away from the others. And the thing is, like, the way that story had gone, that, that, would, have, that would have been the main table spot. That would have been what everyone, you know? I do get the idea. I do get the reason, but it just shows that she had no chance. Blessed Nietzsche. <laughs> the Samoans are pushing against you. You're done. Um, oh, okay. WWE Fish, you have been spoken to. Uh, I've spoken to two sources about Jimmy Uso. Sorry to change. I can say with certainty that a few high-level people in power are extremely disappointed and pissed off over the arrest. This many times isn't a mistake or bad luck. It's personal judgment, not good. Ooh. I think they'll be done. I think they'll let him go. You know that soon. I think they'll let him go think they're gonna see i don't think they're gonna let him go whereas i think they're gonna send him off to like the jake the snake thing and just let him get help get some ddp yoga on him yeah <laughs> get to the yoga um i'll tell you what though man i've watched so much stuff on like the ddp thing and like he really did help both jake the snake and he's helped loads god well like yeah. There's moments in the Jake the Snake thing where he's all like, uh, I'm not drunk. And he's like walking around an airport without his shoes on. And DDP's like, look, you fucked up. We're, you know, get back on track. You fucked up, get back on track. He never really gave up on him. And they fucking show that like he's in the best shape he's been in. Mm -hmm. But look at, like, you look at DiBiase. DiBiase on NXT, like a few years ago when they did the Raw, like, Legends thing. He looked rough as hell. Yeah, on NXT, like DBRC looking like he could go again. You know? And that's DDP. I mean, that yoga thing, I know is a meme, but it has helped a lot of wrestlers. Like, he has changed lives. Like, absolutely. You are absolutely right. Um, absolutely changed lives. Which is, which is crazy. Crazy. Um, right. Uh, also, obviously, uh, Patriot. Um, he's passed uh, away, didn't he? Yeah. The Patriot is gone. I've only just really watched that stuff um, on the Patriot, like in WWE. And there's been some comments, obviously, he, saying that Bret Hart was had no problem losing to him and stuff. Um, I felt worked better in the earlier 90s. Like, his gimmick seems like it was more suited for, like, you know, 93, 94, 95-ish. Yeah. Whereas it didn't really fit with the Attitude Era. I feel like it would have worked 
around the time like like Yokozuna was a champion. Maybe they they could have pushed the Patriot instead of Lex Luger. That sort of timing. Well, they could have easily put him in a feud with Yokozuna at one point. Yeah. Like I feel like it worked a lot better than it did in the nineties, the and that's why he really didn't get it big of a thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It was a great match though, that match with Bret Hart. That whole rivalry was was great. I thought I thought he I thought he did very, very well. Like um and he was only fifty nine to be fair. Like um he's not very old, is it? Um but yeah, he was um he was a good dude. I have to say, it was a good dude. I enjoyed it. But yeah, you're right. Like the, the way that WWF was changing at the time would have, you know, was just not where him as a character was. Like it, if it had been earlier, then yeah, would have would have really flown. But you know, he's still gonna be well known. Everyone knows the Patriot. Like, get on it. But yes, uh, best wishes to his family. Of course, our condolences to all fans oh, and yeah. family of Mr. Wilkes. You know, did his job and did it very, very well, I have to say. Um, right. We were asked a question, not a review. We got a question only, so you're going to have to spin. So the question was, which are your top three favorite returns ever? Ooh. I know. I didn't even prepare, Gio. I've just thrown it at him. Um, Unknown. But yeah, your three favorite returns. I can definitely say one of them is Shawn Michaels coming back to join the NWO. Mm -hmm. I was a massive Shawn Michaels fan, and I had all but said, you know, he's done, his back's injured, he ain't coming back. And, like, I remember watching that episode, and Kevin Ash was like, and I got a new member, and fucking he came out, and I was like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one for me, definitely. Or you think of the other two was Undertaker's Judgment Day Return, the Judgment okay. Day 2000. I I still watch that sometimes as a clip on YouTube when I'm bored. That would always be up there for me. I for, um, I'm marked out of that. I would say top three, but one of my favorite ones is uh, Kane coming back and destroying everybody <laughs> during the it was uh during the DX feud. Like, DX is, like, the top thing, and they basically betrayed him and turned on him, and then he, like, quote-unquote, went to a mental asylum because he lost his woman. And then he came back on, like, a random SmackDown or a random Raw, and he, like, beat the bollocks out of everybody in the ring. Is that when Paul Bearer was in that red suit? Yeah. That return? Yeah. That was, yeah. 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 Uh, see, one of the Kane ones I liked is, was it when he came out and destroyed like test before he set fire to the american flag Ooh. Yeah, that was, oh yeah oh god that was a good one that's when he came back in oh two yeah that one like because i even as a non-american i hated that test lance storm christian thing like they were horrible great at it but <laughs> horrible and for kane to come out i was like yep business picking up yeah <laughs> remember the big show coming back on a smackdown and laying waste to like 60 people in a ring because it was like a lumberjack match and he just showed up and started choke slamming heels and faces <laughs> just doesn't matter anyone that moves like anybody that just got in the way was like get out <laughs> um shane shane mcmahon's one would have to be up there just because i wasn't ready for it like yes yeah. big, what the f remember because I have a habit of not watching Monday Night Raw sometimes. Mm -hmm. I don't blame you. Being like, yeah, Shane McMahon, and me being like, what the, what the fuck is he talking about? What type of joke is this? And then I was like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. So I, it's funny. So uh, my daughter hadn't long been born, and she had been up part of the night, so I was watching Raw. She had just gone to sleep. And Shane's music hit, and I popped, and she's awake, and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> That's why I remember it. But it was, I would say, one of the last times that I was proper surprised. Like, I had no idea. Like, I hadn't read anything. There was no spoiler. Just Shane music's hit. And she, like, Stephanie was about to open her mouth. I was like, oh, this is, because at the time, it was, he's come to save Raw. Like, yes, like, this is what, this is what's going to happen. Um, 
for that one. But I don't know. Uh, return. Probably just because of the injury and stuff. Triple H's return on Lesnar. That would probably then be push for the third Remember slot for me. One Jericho return where he came out, he said absolutely nothing and left. Yeah, do you remember that one? Jericho's <laughs> returns were the best, though. Like, they were the best. All this hype. All this hype. And he came out. He grabs the mic and just drops it and leaves. <laughs> 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 weeks in a row. He would just, like, oh. just leave. <laughs> yeah, because it's Jericho. But yeah, like Jericho's always made his returns feel so special because he's done them all differently. You know, there was the countdown one. The, was it, that was great, that one, because like, oh, who is it? Who is you know, all of them have just been so good. The Rumble one was cool. Yeah. Maybe Edges at the Rumble, to be fair. That was pretty, that was pretty sick. And, and maybe Cena's because, like, there was no clue that he was healthy to fight, you know? I There's was many. there. I was there live. And I, as much of a person as I am that I hate John Cena, I even was like, Whoa. Yeah, I think it's that one's in it, the left field oh, ones. Broken, broken neck, and he was back in like two months. Yeah, because what they say, six to nine months minimum. And uh, that was like, yeah, that was like the October, wasn't it? October he got hurt, and there he is at the Rumble. And you're like, yo, wait. Yes, <laughs> Man, he's actually a machine. It was that weird pay-per-view, which now I'm jinxing myself, and I'm probably going to end up drawing it in the fucking raffle. It was that <laughs> pay-per-view where it was supposed to be Cena and Orton but because Cena was hurt he couldn't make it so Randy Orton did three matches in a row throughout the night where it was like Randy Orton versus uh, Randy Orton versus Triple H he's got the title rematch and Triple H wins it back and then another rematch and Randy Orton wins it back it was like Triple H versus Randy Orton three different times throughout the night Wow. It was so weird. Yeah, yeah. Where is Randy Orton? Like, why, where is he? Like, why is he? Why is he not? I don't know. Yeah, I know. Wait, they said, like, all oh, personal problems, he won't be here. And then, like, he just hasn't been around. Yeah. And there's not even any news. Like, that's what I don't get. Like, Yes, because there were some rumors that maybe he just didn't show up. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. No one really knows. There's not been, it's not been made clear. Um, yeah, so it's weird. Like, strange. I hope he's okay. Because like, when it goes quiet is what makes me, um, makes me nervous. It's when there's no rumors, you know? Because he's in a good storyline. Um, but yeah. Um, also, a bit of news. So there is obviously going to be the draft during the last week of August, first week of September. Now, apparently, there's an internal list of superstars was given out for the upcoming draft. And some of them are including an internal part-time list, the part-timers list. And on there was Undertaker, Ace Goldberg, is Brock Lesnar, um... Not sure if they'll be drafted, but apparently they're all on there. Even like legends and part-timers are on this list. I'm sure it's like, you know, as they've undertakers even said before, like if I'm needed, I'm around. Break glass. That was the comment word in the last one. Break glass, let out undertaker. <laughs> Love that. Right. Review time, sir. Now this year was a little bit different this year. We're you know, back in the late 80s, SummerSlam 1989, I'd been watching wrestling a full year on this one. Right. This is actually one of my earliest memories of wrestling. How was it to watch it back? Like, I'm guessing you haven't watched it a hell of a lot. Like, do you look oh, at it I, different now? I loved it because it's, I, myself, everybody has their favorite errors. I loved Nine, eight, the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. I loved it. I loved the colorful characters. I loved that everybody had some sort of gimmick to them and they weren't just 
Joe Blow guy coming out in tights. I loved watching Superstars where you, you'd have said wrestler looking really strong by beating up a jobber and it wasn't just two guys fighting each other every single week. Yeah, yeah. That was my favorite so I very yeah. Exactly. I've got the card here in front of me. I I love everyone on this card. Everyone on this card I could have watched. Like there isn't a people on this card I've got a problem with. Maybe the Red Rooster. Fuck the Red Rooster. But you know, um Right, so let's go through the card. Okay. Uh, opened up Dino Bravo versus my man Coco Beware and Frankie. I Okay, see right away. I love Dino Bravo. Yep. He was fucking for what his gimmick was, he was amazing at it. Yes. Yes. And he's got a story. Like I remember not really I've always enjoyed watching Dino Bravo. Like he's a good he was a good wrestler, good character. But the story on Dark Side of the Ring of him is shady guy, isn't it? Once he stopped wrestling, shady. Well, um, even during wrestling, he was doing all that because that's how like he got into it. Is he was using his connections that he was a big time wrestler to do all this. Mm. Um. Right. Yeah. Then, uh, Brainbusters taking on the Heart Foundation. Um. Again. I again. Okay. Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, the Brainbusters. It so much reminds me of FTR. Oh, really? It, it's the way that they wrestle. I can see why they gave them Tully as a manager. Because, yep. like, the way that they wrestle, just everything about them screams Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard. Yeah, I can see that. I'd agree with that. Because that was funny, wasn't it? Because they were the champs. But according to the storyline, the match against the Hart Foundation was signed before they won the titles, so the belts so, were not on the line. <laughs> Bobby Heenan turns around and he was just like, yeah, nah, we, we, we signed an untitled match, so we don't have to put them up. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Heenan, man. Greatest manager ever. Don't care what they say. Um, third match, Dusty Rhodes, Honky Tonk Man. Man, that must have been solid. Love Dusty Rhodes. I, I again, called for fucking character. I love it. Polka dots, fucking dancing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was it. Was that the one where, um, Honky Tonk all days thought he was Elvis and that Jimmy Hart <laughs> was silly. <laughs> okay. So ready. Right after this match, you'll never see it. You'll never see it anywhere except. For- <laughs> Reels. Me and Jane Oakland live on pay per view interviews Ravishing Rick Rude and a sign fucking falls. Really? <laughs> the sign falls and me and Gene turns around and goes, fuck it. <laughs> Put this up. And then they cut back to the audience really quick. And you hear Vince McMahon go, nice job, pal. And <laughs> he, <laughs> Jesse the Body Vitara literally gets on the mic and goes, somebody go backstage and wash me Jean's mouth out with soap. <laughs> what a disgusting man. <laughs> and then they go back and do the interview. But it's none of the favorite, one of my favorite botches because he is so visibly annoyed and he just goes, well, fuck it. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh my god. There's no getting around it. They're on live pay-per-view in the big SummerSlam thing, like the S falls. <laughs> He's like Rick Rude comments on your match tonight. And he just goes and he turns around and just goes, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Who made this damn thing? Amazing. Oh my god, I might have to uh I might have to YouTube that one. You oh, don't, God. if you listen close, like you'll hear it, but you don't hear You hear Vince McMahon bubbling, go, nice job, pal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> brilliant. Uh, Mr. Perfect took on a red rooster. Now, if I remember, didn't this end early? Because, like, the rooster actually hurt himself, didn't he? And this is, he was out for ages after this, I think. This, again, like I said, this is one of my fondest, early, earliest memories of wrestling was watching Mr. Perfect 
versus Red Rooster. Yeah, Mr. Perfect. I'd love to miss Remember, I was I didn't like Mr. Perfect as much as I like him now. Because back then I thought he was an egotistical jerk who was just like, why has he gotta be so perfect about everything? <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. But yeah, uh, yeah. So Red Rooster actually did hurt himself. He hurt his knee and he would actually be sidelined afterwards for several months. Hence why it was uh, the match was ended early. Uh with a drop kick and a perfect plex. Love the perfect plex. The amount of times my sister's been in a perfect plex. Oh, jeez. <laughs> poor, poor girl. Um, what next? Uh, Rick Martel and the fabulous Rougeos taking on Tito Santana and the Rockers. Man, I loved Martel and Santana. Rick Martel and Tito Santana. Man, I could watch them for days. Um, they were great. Rick Martel was so good. The model Rick Martel just amazing such a good deal that young yeah he was like a pudgy little guy (laughs) but yeah solid match as well Rougeau's were actually very very good like for what you know when you go back the fabulous Rougeau's were very talented tag team very talented boys Um, but yeah uh, they picked up the win then uh, the first title match Ultimate Warrior, Rick Rude, absolute classic. Rowdy Piper lifts up his skirt and shows his fanny to Rick Rude. Yeah, what a classic match, though. One of, maybe one of Warrior's better ones? Uh, I'd say yes, except for the botched fucking... Oh, it was... A, he, I think he went to, like, pile drive Rick Rude and he sat down on it. And I was like, Jesus Christ! Yeah. I mean, he was clumsy, right? And, like, you know, you watch many documentaries. Like, no one wanted to work with him. Like, guy was just pushed to the moon, didn't it? He was a bodybuilder that didn't want to put the work in. And But, yeah, it was, again, it was the time. Like you said, colorful characters. Like, who better than the warrior? Like, at the time, forget the wrestling. Like, who better, you know, than this guy come charging in, shake the ropes, beat someone up and run away again? <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was a famous match. I think that goes down, I think, in history. But yeah, as you say, like lifted up his skirt to distract Rick Rude. Glorious. Um, then another six man, Jim the Jim Duggan and Demolition. They get on Andre the Giant and the Twin Towers. Man, I love the Twin Towers. Hakeem, the American dream. This at their prime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A demolition at the time, as you say, just dominant. You know what they win three tag titles, like yeah, demolition and the you know Akeem and Boss Man with Slick. Got got to give a shout out to my boy Slick. I mean, it's <laughs> only had a few more months before they just absolutely started to suck. Yeah, that's uh, I'm gonna say once WrestleMania six happened, it just mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, then your favorite, Greg the Hammer Valentine, take it on Hercules. Oh, go fuck off. I forgot <laughs> about this annoying storyline of him and Ronnie Garvin. Yeah. <laughs> Ronnie Garvin doing the ring announcing and being like, state of your hair, man. <laughs> Come to the ring with a pip squeak. And he refused to announce him as the winner and kept saying that Hercules won by DQ. He's <laughs> like, you can't just make up rules. <laughs> you know what? I wasn't a big fan of Hercules until he teamed. Who did he team with? And they did Power oh, and Glory. Roma. Yeah, man. That, they Roma. were great, man. I loved Then I was like, Power and Glory were like awesome. I thought they were great. But yeah, it was yeah, Ronnie Garvin refusing to announce him as the winner. And Chip saying, Hercules won by DQ. <laughs> Just like, oh my God. Ronnie, stop it. Because Ronnie couldn't compete, could he? Because he would, like lost that retirement he match. The, he, lost the, yeah, he lost the loser much retire match. Yeah, I think he got him finally like at the Royal Rumble winning the next year. I think they finally had their match. That, that was the match I told yeah. you about where He's making little doodle 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 faces as he's in the leg lock. Yeah, and the submission match where they're going for pinfalls. <laughs> that was the big match where they kept trying to pin each other. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. 
DiBiase took on Jimmy Snooker in the match before the main event with Virgil, obviously his bodyguard. Um, I think it was a count-out victory, and then Snooker just beat the hell out of everyone, didn't they? And Virgil got bashed up like normal. <laughs> Uh, but good filler. And then the main event, Hulk Hogan, Bruce the Barber Beefcake with Miss Elizabeth in their corner, taking on the Macho Man Randy Savage and Zeus, Big Zeus. Uh, Zeus. Sherry and, uh, and Miss Elizabeth, obviously, was out there. Didn't I think Elizabeth attacked Sherry? And, yeah, yeah, they cut up there at the end. Zeus sucked. Yes. Yes. He was absolutely awful. Yeah, he was. Terrible. Like, even the no-sell looked awful, you know? Um, they tried to make it work, like, four good guys. But, yeah, it, was, it, was, it wasn't great, was it? It wasn't great. Um, yeah, it wasn't good. Wasn't good. But solid pay-per-view. What did you make of it overall? Uh, I loved it. Now, here's the thing. Never say I'm not a fair person. This week, I want the I want the random thing to be a WCW. Oh, you want a WCW one? Okay. I've been going WWE for yeah. ever now. I want a WCW. So I think this week we're going to hit the random roulette on a yep. WCW. Let me hit that up. Let me get the list. There we go. Okay. Right. Hold on. That's not the one I want because, yeah. Let's see. Oh, here we are. All right, let me know when you're ready. Okay. Right, we'll start with you. So I've got from 91 to 2001, yeah? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Right, say stop. Stop. <laughs> okay, maybe not bad. you got 95. Doom? Fuck yeah. <laughs> right, here we go then. So we've got Super Brawl, Uncensored, Collision in Korea, Slamboree, American Bash, Bash at the Beach, Full Brawl, Halloween Havoc, World War Three, and Starcade. Right, are Wait, you ready? Collision of Korea is on there? Yeah, it has it here on their list. Oh, shit. Right, okay. But here we go. There we are. We are rolling. Say stop. Stop. Oh. You got Bash at the Beach, 1995. Let's get this up. Oh. <laughs> at the Beach, 95. Yep, that's what you got. Oh, okay. <laughs> the main event, Hulk Hogan versus Vader cage match. <laughs> what else you got on here? Sting versus Meng with Colonel Robert Parker. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Diamond Dallas Page versus Dave Sullivan. Oh God! Harlem Heat uh, against the Nast versus Nasty Boys versus the Blue Bloods. Oh, the Blue Bloods! Damn! Lifeguard match of Savage and Flair. <laughs> Literally, they made that match so that they <laughs> film for Baywatch. <laughs> well, there you go. That is who you've got. Renegade. Take it on Paul Orndorff. God, the Renegade. That didn't that did it. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Something different, though. I'm just saying, never say I don't want to try something different or I don't want to torture myself because I'm over here like, yeah, KWCW this week. There you go. Well, Halloween Havoc 95. Kamala versus Jim Duggan. Oh, yes. Kamala with the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan. Oh, yeah. No, that match never happened. <laughs> yes, it did. And you're going to watch it this week, man. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, dear. Poor Gio. Oh, no. <laughs> right. On that bombshell. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be fun. Uh, obviously, next week is going to be a little bit closer. I think it's the... Yeah, it's the last week before Money in the Bank. So we'll go through the bit of card that we know before um, uh, SmackDown. Obviously, we, we do this on the Tuesday. So after we'll know all the raw side of it uh, this time next week. Gio's obviously going to be so in love with Kamala and the Taskmaster. But this time next week, 
um which is awesome you're gonna regret doing that but yeah <laughs> oh last bit of news tony khan has just come out saying what happened in the with the explosions i'll never let the non-wrestling people i was trying to be too safe and i let the professionals handle the stuff and they are guys who don't understand wrestling a professional pyrotechnic guy that he totally shit the bed i ended up not paying them it was like a hundred grand they ended up refunding for all expenses of the match i ended up not paying for the barbed wire death match which i shouldn't have they screwed up royally we put together something great kenny and john worked their asses off and all they had to do was set up an explosion this is because we use professional pyrotechnic people who are supposed to know the next time we do this and i will do it again because the match drew everything they did up to that point was outstanding it wasn't their fault long story short it was a long time ago and we've bounced back basically he just didn't pay him blame the pyrotechnic guys that know nothing about wrestling <laughs> cop out <laughs> and on that bombshell Gio, enjoy bash at the beach and i will see you next week <laughs>